The Tampa Bay Buccaneers found their replacement for Leonard Fournette, and honestly, it's a better move than if they had gone after Ezekiel Elliott. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast so you always get the latest episodes when they drop, like yesterday when we dropped an episode in like the middle of the afternoon. You never know when it's coming at you, but we are coming to you every single day. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com, joined by my college basketball loving co-host, David Harrison. You can find his work over at BucksGameDay.com. And of course, follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Thank you again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or your first view of the day. We are talking about Jason Light talking that shh. We've got Buccaneers Prime tiers coming. But first, James, you say that Chase Edmonds is going to be the replacement for Leonard Fournette. I say that Chase Edmonds is maybe a better version of Giovanni Bernard or what he was supposed to be. So I'm going to let you have the floor here because uh, we have very differing opinions on what Chase Edmonds signing means for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, well... I mean, the the Buccaneers, one way or another, are still going to have to get another running back somewhere, whether they sign one in free agency or they draft one. I venture to guess they are going to draft one because they signed Chase Edmonds on Thursday to a veteran minimum deal worth $1.08 million. And look, Chase Edmonds is a running back that you and I have talked about on this show before when it came to free agency. It might have even been the last year, last year or the year before, um, there, there was the, the connection with Bruce Arians in, in Arizona and, and all of that, which is probably what led us down this path. But look, when he was with the Arizona Cardinals, he averaged 4.7 yards per carry. Didn't get a lot of opportunity last season with Denver or Miami, but he's a really, really versatile guy. He's another kind of guy that we had referred to like Zeke, where he can run the ball. He can catch the ball. He can pick up blitzes. He is a, a guy that can do it all. Does he do it at the same level as Ezekiel Elliott or the one that they have in-house in Rashad White? No, no, he does not. But he's also probably about 80, 85% cheaper than Ezekiel Elliott. And for the cash-strapped Buccaneers, I think this was the right move. This is a guy that can come in can take a couple of series when Rashad needs a breather. He's a guy that when he comes into the game, it's not telegraphing what the Buccaneers are going to do because he can do all of it. And he averages seven and a half yards per reception for his career. And to me, I, I like this signing. It's a solid depth move. Could they draft a guy like, oh, I don't know, Chase Brown in the NFL draft that would immediately, in my opinion, surpass Chase Edmonds on the depth chart? Absolutely. Yeah. But it also confirms, which is not a confirmation that we definitely would have had had he signed uh, or had the Bucks signed Ezekiel Elliott, but this absolutely confirms. Set in stone, Rashad White is the 
RB1 in Tampa Bay. I like the signing. I like the value. I like what Chase Edmonds brings, but there's still going to be more to come. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, I, I will agree with you on this. I think that this this move signifies that Rashad White is, is indeed RB1. Um, he's going to get his opportunity to prove to the Buccaneers that he is the guy that they need to rely on to lead the running back room. He's not going to be the only guy to get the ball. Not going to be the only guy to get touches. That's just not how the game is played really today, and it's not the way uh, that, that I envision. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks haven't done it. Dave Canales comes from there. Bruce Arians didn't really ride a single running back. I mean, I know he had – uh, some Chris Johnson. I don't remember if Chris Johnson was was intersected with Bruce Arians. To be honest with you, at this moment, um, I know that. But I, but I just you know the NFL using multiple backs is not a, a new a new thing. But you do like to have a primary back, right? You don't have, necessarily have a hundred percent guy anymore like they did back when Emmitt Smith was running around with the Dallas Cowboys um, and the Arizona Cardinals. So and the Arizona Cardinals. So <laughs> the way the way here's here's the way I look at this, right? And and and, and I don't want this to be misconstrued. I'm not trying to down talk the Chase Edmonds signing. I just you know I I like the sign. Don't get me wrong. Like I like Chase Edmonds. I think that uh, he's a serviceable back. You know what I mean? But I do. I think he's basically Giovanni Bernard. Rashad White is your top guy. Keyshawn Vaughn right now is your second guy, and then Chase Edmonds is is there as your third guy. Now the difference is Chase Edmonds is going to have better receiving ability than Keyshawn Vaughn is. Therefore, you might see him kind of get on the field before Keyshawn Vaughn. But I think if you had to give a pecking order, it would be in that order. We'll see how Keyshawn Vaughn takes to the new offense. This is going to be the first time since he entered the NFL. He's going to learn a new NFL offense. So we'll see how that transition works. We've seen that bite some Buccaneers running backs in the butt uh, before. A lot of bees there. Um, but here's the difference. If you bring in Zeke, I think now the odds of the, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafting a running back you're talking fifth round or later. Yeah. If you bring in Chase, Ed well, you bring in Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds means I think you could go as high as third round after a running back. I think you're probably looking more fourth, but I think you're getting a back before the sixth round, whereas the other alternative, I think you're getting a back after or on in the fifth round. Um, but I, but again, I think this reinforces Rashad White because we don't know if the Buccaneers right now. We don't right now. We don't know if the Buccaneers made any type of effort to to talk to. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott or not, but if they did and they decided, you know what, we're going to pivot this way, they pivoted very, very quickly, which means that conversation either very quickly deteriorated from here's what your role is going to be, which is 1B to Rashad White's 1A, and Zeke said thanks but no thanks, or they honestly never even entered in the conversation because they said, no, we've got Rashad White. We want to see what Keyshawn Vaughn does. Let's bring in a guy to be a supplemental player. We'll target a guy in the NFL draft, which I like either option. A lot of our listeners, that, that at least the ones that responded, did not like the Ezekiel Elliott option. I uh, I know my dad was was not a big fan. I've I've mentioned oh. numerous times that my dad was not uh, not a huge fan of the move for Baker and uh, the Bucks signing Baker mm -hmm. and Zeke might have just uh, caused him to take a year off from football altogether. One more thing about the signing of Chase Edmonds that I will say is, to me, this is a Dave Canales move. Uh, I think if I, if I had to guess, if I had to speculate, I would say Canales pushed for this because you have a guy in Canales who has spent his entire career in Seattle. He watched Chase Edmonds up close and personal numerous times and probably looked at him being available, being... Uh, you know, not expensive and saying, you know what, in this offense with what I already have in Rashad, 
you give me Chase Edmonds, I can do some things with him. He's going to fit what I want to accomplish out of the running back spot. And maybe that wasn't the role that they were looking at for Ezekiel Elliott. So I, I do okay. think this move in particular has Canales' fingerprints all over it. Yeah, as does Baker Mayfield. Again, we talked about this before the signing was official. Baker Mayfield, the Seahawks were in talks to try to trade for uh, Baker Mayfield before he was mm -hmm. traded to the Carolina Panthers. Probably would have gone a little bit better if he went to the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Just saying. Not that Baker had a choice there, but Baker had a choice now. And you know what? He's he's coming to Tampa. We'll see what Dave Canales uh, can do with him. We'll also see which players fall into our prime tier categories. It's list time. We're making lists all thanks to Jason Light. So it's Jason Light list episode of Locked on Bucks. That's coming up next on this episode of Locked on Bucks. And today's episode of Locked on Bucks brought to you by Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket is here. Unlike Illinois, there are plenty of options still available. We know you have your favorite bar or your favorite puff. Look, Ohio State didn't even make it to the, to, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't even make it to the field, the 64. Like, you, you're, you're 65 or worse. I mean, and they're not even 65. We know you all out there have your favorite Built Bar or Built Puff, and now's your time to make a count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. I'm going to be voting for Lemon Dip Cheesecake Puff because yellow is also the same color that Arizona State shares and also lemon anything cheesecake is just amazing. And if you want your favorite flavor to win, then you're going to be voting for your bar as well. Support your team, support your bar, support your puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky participants and Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan is going to win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built Bar's best bars and best puffs delivered straight to your door. You got to try Built Bar, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, so delicious. You're not even going to realize that they're good for you. High in protein, low in sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite and pick up your favorite box of bars or puffs while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop on in and support your favorite pick at BuiltBarBuilt.com. Built different. Thanks again for making your first listen or view of the daily Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. James, Jason Light said some words on Thursday during Jamel Dean's intro, well, introductory, re-signing re press conference, introducing you to the guy who's been here for four years. Um, <laughs> Jamel Dean's press conference was on Thursday. Jason Light was also there to say some words and receive his flowers and take his victory lap for being a straight gangster, putting the G in GM. Uh, for sure this offseason. Like One of the things he said, James, quotes, I, I can see that you like what I just said there. I appreciate it. I, I do. Uh, quote, I like that one. never once did we ever think we were not going to be a good team this year. We have a lot of good players, players entering their prime, players in their prime, players that haven't even scratched the surface of their prime. End quote. Well, Jason, we're going to take your words one step further. We're going to make a list. So we've got tiers here. Bucks in their prime, Bucks entering their prime, and Bucks scratching the surface of their prime. We're each going to take an offensive guy. We're each going to take a defensive guy. We're going to identify these players that Jason Light is talking about. Because, again, Jason Light and Todd Bowles have been saying from the very beginning, James, that this was not a team that was going to fade into the darkness like everybody, including all the Saints fans who claimed they never think about the Buccaneers, uh, claimed that they were going to. So who are these players that Jason Light is talking about? Let's start with the players in their prime. James, I'll let you kick it off. Who is your offensive player that is in their prime as we speak this season? 
I'm going with Chris Godwin. And of yep. course, last year he's coming off of the ACL injury. It took him a little while to rev up, but we have seen the magical things that Chris Godwin can do on a football field. And he is now basically entered past tense, entered that prime. And so the next three, four, five years of Chris Godwin are going to be the best of Chris Godwin that we will see in the NFL. And I mean, that's, that's a number one receiver. Hopefully all of that time is spent with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but we're not going to get into that contract discussion right now. But no, Chris Godwin to me is, is the guy who is firmly in his prime right now on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Chris Godwin is obviously a very good pick. If you hadn't taken him, I probably would have taken him. The only thing I'm going to say is, can we get Chris Godwin back his number? Can we put number 12 back oh. on Chris Godwin? My offensive player that is in their prime, all pro caliber, all pro offensive tackle, potentially right side, left side. We don't know. We'll find out when it's time to find out. Tristan Wirfs, uh, obviously a very key cog to this war machine. If he's not injured in the divisional round last year against the Los Angeles Rams, and I say last year being 2021-2022 season, I know we're in the new league year, so forgive me. Um, I, I'm fully convinced that the Buccaneers win that playoff game. And we called it back then. The winner of the Rams-Bucks game was going to win the Super Bowl. It surely happened. Buccaneers win two straight. And if they win two straight, honestly, who knows what happens this year? I think I think things unfold a little bit differently if the Buccaneers had won two straight Super Bowls uh, coming into this last season. Tristan Wirfs, certainly a Bucks offensive player in their prime. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard to argue that. The only thing that I'll say is it's so early in Wirfs' career, he legit could be a candidate for entering their prime, which is a really, really be scary thought. Um, if he moves to the left, if he moves to the left, I will say he could be moved into the entering their prime because okay. first year's left tackle. I think he's the best right tackle in the National Football League. I right agree. Now, which means agree. you're in your prime. Um, all right. Well, then let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball. And, and my guy in their prime is Vita Vea. I don't know if I really need to explain it any further than that. Arguably, the best uh, nose tackle in football, yep. unquestionably top three. If you want to argue a couple other guys, I'll hear your case. Unquestionably, he is one of the top three best at his position. He got the contract to show for it, and uh, this defense runs on Vita. So, I it, you, I got nothing else. Only only three four nose tackle to lead his team in sacks. Enough said. Right then and there. Speaking of players who enter their prime super early, which hopefully means they're going to stay in it for a super long time, Antoine Winfield Jr. The only thing I would say here is that the national audience obviously has not caught up to, but I think Antoine Winfield Jr., very, very quietly, one of the best, one of the top three, top five safeties in the National Football League today. Again, everybody close to the Bucs, I think you'll probably agree with me. Everybody outside the Bucs, some, some agree, some see it, some don't. That's the only thing that's really kind of hindering that, but I think that if I'm going to push Another Buccaneers defensive player into their prime. It's going to be Antoine Winfield Jr. Now flipping over to guys who are entering their prime. And if you didn't like Tristan Wirth being in his prime, you're not going to like me saying Ryan Jensen is entering his prime. But here is why I'm going to say Ryan Jensen is entering his prime. Already one of the best centers in the National Football League. Got it. We need him to become the best center in the National Football League. Come back from that injury. We know he's got the tenacity. We know he's got the dedication. We know he's got the, 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 the love of his craft to do it, but also here is where we need Ryan Jensen to improve just a little bit to be fully in his prime as entering the discussion to be the best center in the National Football League, cut down on the penalties. We love the energy. We love the anger. We love the big red fiery machine, 
you got a young quarterback or you got Baker Mayfield trying to trying to come back from from all this other crap that he's been going through. You need your center to now be the leader on the offense, not just be the enforcer on the offense. If Ryan Jensen can be the leader by not giving his team 15-yard penalties, then I think we see Ryan Jensen become the best center in the National Football League, which is why I'm going to put him in my entering the prime conversation. The the only thing I'm going to say is I, I disagree with the entering the prime. I think Ryan Jensen has been in his prime, and it, it's it's not going to go up anymore from there. Uh, but that could be different interpretations of what entering their prime is between you and me. We don't have to have the same definition. Well, this team, that's what I'm saying. This team needs a little bit of a different Ryan Jensen right now because of the situation they're in. That's why I want to see Ryan Jensen take that next step as a leader, which is a different kind of prime. He's been prime Ryan Jensen with Tom Brady, but Tom Brady's gone now. We need a new Tom Brady on the field. I think Ryan can be that guy. All right. Well, I know you're not going to like my entering their prime I candidate, and I'm going with Russell Gage. Look, this is a guy that I was very excited about when the Buccaneers signed him during free agency last year, battled a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries last season, somehow still had a career high in touchdown receptions. So we have seen the good from Russell Gage. We have seen flashes of great going back to his Falcons days. And I think he is he now reaches an opportunity, if healthy, where we are going to see it all come together. So we have not seen the best of Russell Gage, and he's reaching the point, 27 years old, where he is entering those prime years of his career. And if it's going to happen for him, if he's going to assert himself as a legitimate number two wide receiver in this league, and I'm not saying that he's the number two receiver on the Buccaneers, I'm saying... You know who your number ones are. The Bucs just happen to have two of them. Russell Gage could be a number two to a lot of number one wide receivers around the NFL. This is the time that it's going to happen, but it starts with him being healthy. And I think seeing a healthy Russell Gage is going to see a very, very productive Russell Gage this coming season. I'm bold predicting it right now. Career high in receiving yards and touchdowns coming up with Baker Mayfield under center for Russell Gage this year. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, my my player entering his prime on the defense is Jamel D. Look, ever since he got drafted, uh, along with Mike Edwards, along with Sean Murphy, Bunting, it's really been who's better, SMB or Jamel Dean. Jamel Dean is the guy that they brought back first because Sean Murphy, Bunting, who knows, the way that things are going, maybe he still comes back. But bottom line is the Buccaneers made it clear who is their number one guy between those two cornerbacks drafted in the same year. It's Jamel Dean. Now it's time for him to step up another level and show the rest of the NFL that he is the number two cornerback on this defense. Yeah, no arguments from me there. My entering their prime candidate is somebody that you said is in their prime, and I'm going with Antoine Winfield Jr. We have seen growth year to year out of Antoine Winfield Jr. And last year, it was the all-pro consideration conversations we were having around him. I think those, uh, those conversations were going to be much bigger had he not been injured so much. But he's entering a contract year now. And this is going to be the best Antoine Winfield Jr. we will have seen in the National Football League. Then it's about maintaining that status all the way across. I think this is the year that he enters his prime as a safety in the NFL. You're like Skip Bayless. I left you Devin White on a plate entering his prime, and you just you just had to go against what I said about Antoine beforehand. You know what? Because of that, I'm going first on scratching the surface. Rashad White, number one running back. He's about to take another step forward. He is just scratching the surface of his potential in the National Football League.
Yeah, and uh, it wouldn't be our show and our fans would come to, or our listeners would come to expect nothing less. If you pick Rashad White, I'm taking Kate Otten. We saw the flashes last year that he can be the tight end one. Uh, he is going to get the opportunity this season to be the tight end one unquestioned. Uh, he's just got to put it all together. So he is just scratching the surface of what he's going to be able to do in the National Football League. Absolutely. James, go with your defensive guy. All right, it's Joe Tryon Shoyanka. This is a proving year for him. Again, it's another guy where we've seen the flashes. We've seen what he's capable of. It's about putting it all together. And if he puts it all together, we, you know, he's going to be a highly, highly effective player in the NFL. So he's just scratched the surface of what he's been of what he's able to accomplish. We need to see it come to fruition. All right. My guy scratching the surface is Mike Edwards. And yes, this comes with a bold prediction that Mike Edwards will be back year in year out guys we see the safety position devalued in the nfl free agency practice i think we're seeing it again only five safeties have gotten new contracts since the beginning of the offseason that's the beginning of the offseason for all the teams mid-january early february we're talking about re-signings and free agent movements not a lot of safeties moving because the position is getting devalued uh, across the league every single season i mean we've, we've seen some really good safeties not get signed until close to the nfl draft I think Mike Edwards might find himself in that situation, which could result in him returning to the Buccaneers for a little bit less money than maybe he wanted. But it's indicative that he goes out there and proves everybody, proves to everybody that he was worth more money, maybe, or more attention in the open market by taking that next step forward. I think Mike Edwards has an opportunity to not only return to the Buccaneers, but show even more growth than we've seen from him already. Yeah, and the Bucs just have to last through this year with all of these young guys who are entering their prime, scratching the surface of their capabilities, and are in their prime until they have some more cap space because they used it up all on a Super Bowl run. The question is, was it worth it? We are going to tell you the answer coming up next on Locked on Bucks. Today's episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you by FanDuel. The final stretch of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three-pointers drained. My beloved Illini have already been eliminated from March Madness. Shout out to Rob Gronkowski, whose alma mater Arizona lost to Princeton because that's something that happened. But on Friday. The Miami Hurricanes take on Drake. And if you think that's going to be just the first win on the road to Miami, winning it all, you can take them at plus 10,000 odds to be the national champion. They lost one home game all year. Miami's got a good basketball team. And heck, you throw $10 down, and if you hit, you're going to come away $1,000 richer. You can't beat that. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. It's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. <laughs> things up here on a Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And David, things were said by 
the Michael Jordan of GMs, Jason Light, during the Jamel Dean and Anthony Nelson reintroductory press conference as they have signed on to stay with the Buccaneers. And uh, one of the things that Jason Light talked about was their run at a Lombardi trophy when they won Super Bowl 55, the three years of Tom Brady, the three years of contention. You win a Super Bowl, you win the division twice. Uh, you're one blown play away from potentially making it to back-to-back -back NFC championships. It was it was a great time for Buccaneers fans. But Jason Light said, quote, if I go back in time, I would do it all again. We pushed, we borrowed about $100 million against this year's cap and future cap to do what we did. We came close the second time, but you know, if anybody wants to criticize what they did, they can come to any of our three home games and look at our ring. We're going to pursue another one, too. End quote. So, David, we're, we're talking about the Buccaneers signing Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. We're talking about them getting Chase Edmonds for a vet minimum deal. We're talking about Levante David only being on a one-year deal who took a hometown discount to stay in Tampa uh, because they don't have any money. Was it worth it? Absolutely. It was worth it. Are you kidding me? If anybody doesn't think it was worth it, you need to check your sanity. We're talking about a franchise here in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that from their first Super Bowl to their next Super Bowl, like people literally were born and could enlist in the United States army between <laughs> Super Bowl wins. That's a long time. Okay, you know how I know that was a long time because I was in the army the entire time that was going on. Trust me, that's a long time. Not only that, but between if you go from John Gruden Super Bowl to Tom Brady arriving in the last three years alone, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won, have won twice more than twice as many postseason games as they had postseason appearances. In the stretch before it. Yeah. That's insanity. That is insanity how much success this team has had in a very short period of time. And yeah, they had to go all in. They had to spend all kinds of money, void contracts everywhere. If you go to Spot Track and look at Buccaneers player contracts, there's orange lettering everywhere. Those are void years. That's all dead money once that player no longer plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's absolutely worth it because you do. You have a Super Bowl ring. You have one of only 57 Super Bowl rings. There are only 57 things of these things in the world. And I mean, not like individual. I got it. Like many, many people have, you know what I mean? But I'm saying only 57 times in the history of the National Football League and the history of the most popular sport in America has a team won Super Bowl and you did it. Not only did you do it, but you did it in your home stadium for the first time in NFL history. There will never be an NFL team that gets to say they're the first to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium ever. Ever you talk about legacy, you talk about history, that's history, that's legacy. If you're a Buccaneers fan, your team will forever be that team. You will be a fan forever of that. Like, it doesn't matter what conversation you have with any other fan base, your team is the one that did that. Guess what? Jerry Jones's team never did won a Super Bowl in Jerry's world. That's never going to be a thing. And even if it does happen eventually someday, still not the first one to do it. Still following the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Yucks, the Suckaneers did that. So, absolutely, it's 100% worth it. Look, you you take a look. Don't don't skip this. Don't make don't skip this. Don't 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 skip Bayless all over this. No, 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 no. Calm down. Calm down, sir. 
just disagreeing to disagree. Absolutely not, because I agree wholeheartedly. This was absolutely worth it. You take a look at even even the Gruden years of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it was a roller coaster. It was Super Bowl. It was last place. It was win the division. It was last place. Okay. It was sign Brian Greasy and start 5-0, and oh, and then Chris Sims has to come in, and you lose to Washington in the playoffs. And then Chris Sims gets his spleen ruptured against the Panthers. Then you got Jeff Garcia. And then you're, you sign Byron Leftwich and you're drafting Josh Freeman and you're drafting Jameis Winston and you're starting Mike Glennon and you're starting Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Jameis isn't what you thought he was going to be. And, and you have this entire mess of a decade plus of not even sniffing. The postseason. Yeah. Ask a Lions fan. Ask a Titans fan, a Texans fan, a Jags fan, a, a Cardinals fan. Ask a Falcons or a Panthers fan. Would you go all in for a two-year window? Arguably a three-year window where you know you're going to win a Super Bowl if it straps your team for a couple of years afterwards, they will not hesitate to say, absolutely, give me that deal. Ask a Saints fan. Ask a Saints fan if they would be willing to go all in for a year just to get as many Super Bowls as the Buccaneers already have. The Buccaneers have double the amount of Super Bowl championships than the rest of the division combined. There is no scenario in which that wasn't worth it. And not only did the Buccaneers do it, but they did it at a time where Tampa Bay ran the sports world. You had the Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl. You had the, the Lightning winning back-to-back -back cups. You had the Rowdies making it to the championship. You had the Rays making it to the World Series. There will never be a Champa Bay situation like that anywhere for I don't, probably the rest of our lives. Tampa ran the sports world. And that I, the the back-to-back -back cups, that's super awesome. Uh, you know, there are so many people that were so excited about that, but it adds another level of how special that was when it's like, oh, look, the Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Now the Buccaneers are going to turn around and win the Super Bowl. Oh, Lightning are right back to winning a Stanley Cup. You're never going to see that again. And the Bucs did it with a team that was fun. They did it with Tampa Tom, not robot. Foxborough, New England, Tom. They did it with Tampa, Tom. You had Gronk. You had a coach that did not GAF, and he was awesome. I, I, we're gonna look back on this and be like, man, those were some fun years. Now, hopefully, we don't have another 10, 15 years before the Buccaneers are competitive again. And, and I don't think we will because Jason Light has done such a great job at building this roster, as we talked about in the last segment. But no, you take that deal every single time. And if you don't believe me, ask a fan of a franchise 
who's never even been to a Super Bowl, what they would give up to get there. Well, and I'll tell you right now, like this, look at the roster right now that they have coming back. Look at the roster they have coming back. Tell me this roster can't be competitive in the NFC South right now. This team can absolutely, absolutely. be competitive in the NFC South, still possibly go to a playoff. I mean, the quarterback is a huge question mark. It's going to be a huge question mark until you see it on the field. And I'm not even talking preseason. I'm talking regular season. I got it. And in that, there's a little bit of trepidation here, right? But here's what I'll tell you. There is a team out there who's had a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback that did not ever go all in with that Hall of Fame caliber quarterback to win rings, multiple rings, or make a run at multiple rings. That's the Green Bay Packers. And after 15 years of Aaron Rodgers, they got one ring. After three years of Tom Brady, the Bucs got one ring. I'll take that over 15 years of having Aaron Rodgers with one ring because that franchise never went all in. And they had the opportunity. Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA championship. Green Bay Packers had the opportunity to go all in and try to be to bring title town back to title. I mean, Green Bay is the original title town, and they still didn't do it. Aaron Rodgers, minority owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, and they still didn't go all in to help their quarterback win another Lombardi trophy. So absolutely, Jason Light, Tampa Bay Buccaneers did the right thing. And you know what? If this franchise goes another 10 years without making or getting a playoff win, it's not going to be because of what happened these last three years. I promise you that. Because the ramifications of the last three years, you see it the way the Buccaneers are doing things right now, are only going to last through, really, this year. Next year, honestly, all this dead money is going to be gone. You're still going to have a lot of talented players, and you're going to have your draft capital because you you didn't mortgage your entire future to do what you were able to do. It's very rare that a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback becomes available as a free agent. It happened. The Buccaneers capitalized, took advantage of it. 100,000%. It was was absolutely worth it. Yeah, and the the last point that I'll make to, to echo your sentiment, think about this. The Green Bay Packers had over three decades, three decades of uninterrupted Hall of Fame quarterback play. And they came away with the same number of Super Bowls as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did in that span. I had a friend, and I say had because this dude won't talk to me anymore, which is (laughs) incredibly petty. And I told him at the beginning of the year, you're a Packers fan. The fact that you have 30-plus years of Hall of Fame quarterback play and only two rings to show for it should make you mad beyond the ends of the earth. Yes, And what should make you even more mad is that that tenure is about to end with your team in third place in your own division. He was so mad at me, James. And every time the Packers moved up in the second place, he would throw it in my face. Guess where the Packers ended in the NFC North? Third place. Guess what's happening to that reign of 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play? It's coming to an end. He won't talk to me anymore because I told him this was going to happen. It happened, and now he's mad at me. But you guys can still talk. Talking to you, Big Mike. Oh, I was going to say, our listeners can still talk to him just at Peter Bukowski on Twitter. <laughs> no, no, no. Peter still talks to me. Peter, Peter's okay. <laughs> All right. With that, we are going to get out of here. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you have a take on whether or not you think this was worth it, go ahead and send it to the Locked on Bucks email account. That's Locked on Bucks podcast at gmail.com or slide into the DMs on Twitter at Locked on Bucks. But we want to thank you for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or view of the day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. 
part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Check out everything that David is doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out my work over at BucksNation.com. And of course, follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.